0: Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with us. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at www.beardedtheologians.com. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. <laughs> <laughs> Can you start? we <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: we'll we'll start this again. Jeez. Let's watch it. Hey, okay. let's, let's fine. Start. We'll go go, That's what you get we'll for giving me crap for not yeah. being able to start. we we'll go ahead. We'll start then. We'll we'll leave it at this. <laughs> we got this. We we do uh, got this. Whatever
0: this is, we got it.
1: Let's go. So my wife showed up.
0: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're having all kinds of
1: special guests today. <laughs> She does not look happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do. Well, let's just roll with it. Zach, go ahead and roll with it. I
1: don't care. I don't care. Uh, so, so today on the show we have uh, a buddy of ours, uh, Todd Harris. He's from the uh, the Sugarland, Houston area as youth pastor friend of ours. We got to meet him when we were in Houston for the World Methodist Conference not too long ago, and uh, we wanted to have him on the show and uh, have him talk about youth ministry and. and those types of things. So, uh, Todd, tell us, uh, tell us who you are, where you're from. You know your social security number, credit cards, those types of things.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I am from outside of Houston, Texas, in a little town called Sugarland, Texas. Nobody probably knows where that's at. Um, been in ministry for 15 years. Uh, graduate of Asbury in Kentucky. So, uh, just really excited to be here.
1: Awesome. We're super glad to have you. Um, now, have you been in, uh, in youth ministry all, all 15 years? Or, you know, kind of what does is, what is ministry look like for you? Yeah, for well, well, I started out
2: as a missionary driving a double-decker bus all around America. And we used the vessel of a 45-foot tour bus uh, to create conflict and community to be able to go out and reach people for missions. So we went out and served people during the day. And at night, we all slept on the bus and created conflict community, and overcame that through confrontation with the people that were on the
1: bus. Oh, awesome. Um, What's it like driving a double-decker bus? (laughs) Uh, It's a lot better
2: than driving your car.
1: Really? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Is it just because people get out of your way? (laughs) Absolutely, and the horn is a lot louder. (laughs) Very nice, very nice. Well, so uh, what? Um, oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. You go
0: ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I was going to say because you you didn't you're not from the Houston area, right? No, you, I was born elsewhere. in Indiana. Yeah,
2: born in Indiana. Okay. So I've served in Indiana, Florida, and now Texas.
1: Okay, it's all around. Nice.
2: Yep. Yeah. I've stayed in the Methodist Church uh, for all of those fifteen years of ministry.
0: Cool. Very cool. So. um You know, you're in youth ministry now, and um, like, what would you suggest, you know, one of the questions I always get as a pastor, um, and and as someone, you know, people look to for guidance on uh, speaking to young people, um, how how would you say you would rephrase this? How would would you go about relating to young people these days in these crazy days of uh, Facebook, Instagram, and and all that jazz? How how can we really relate and create a relationship with uh, young people these days? I think the biggest thing is uh, students are looking
2: for authentic people. Um, And they just want you to be you and allow them to be them. Uh, You're not trying to dress like them, talk like them. They want to know who you are. And want uh, to know that you legitimately care about them. Uh, so that's going out of your way to be in their lives. Um, and not just
1: fitting in, but just being present. So for, for a lot of your students, um, unpack what being present, present means for them.
2: Yeah, so being present is, um, you know, going to different events that they have during the school, whether you want to or not, Um, making sure that uh, you cheer them on both in social media as well as uh, from the church front. Uh, So, you know, get the pastors to buy into what's going on in the community Um, and making sure that when you're at an event that you go up and you see them and they see you. Uh, because you can say, I was there, but if they don't see you, they don't always believe you. So being present is making sure they're aware that you're in their life.
0: How, how would you say that, um, like in the in the social media world these days, um, just, you know, how, how do you go about engaging your youth on that? What are some ways, that, I guess, what are some ways that would be a, a good way, a good healthy way of doing that?
2: Well, I think the number one platform is, is Snapchat. Uh, that's probably the hardest platform to use, though, because it is. Uh, you have to be invited, and it's very closed. Um, I tend to not use Snapchat as much as I use, like, Instagram and, and still Facebook. Um, they, Facebook is probably the least used, but they're still looking at it, uh, even though they don't want to admit it. They are looking.
1: You know, when I was in campus ministry Snapchat, I, even still today, several of my former students, Snapchat's how we communicate. It, it's fascinating, I think. Because <laughs> yeah, it it's the hardest yeah. thing in the world to use and it's dumb, but people use it.
2: And, and I resisted it for, you know, for several years. Actually, I just got Snapchat like this year. And um, the, the whole reason why is because it was told to us, that's where pornography is. That's where naked girls are. That's where the bad stuff is but that's where they're at and right. it can be used for good or we can let it be used for bad.
0: Right. Well, and I think it helps uh, help let them know, Hey, we're watching. Um, I know like with me, I've got a student that um, I've only got a few students that are on it. Um, I've only got a few students that can not afford a phone. Um, so the um, one of the students that's on it, it, it's helped me really connect with him and say, Hey man, I saw it was on your story the other day. You know, what, what's, what's going on? And I think that that's, um, a, a great tool, it, like you said, uh, and I've had, I've talked to youth people about using it and they're like, well, you know, we can't really use it. They've told us not to use it. Like who told you? Yeah. Like, Cause it's a form of communication. And if we're not going to be a light in that form of communication, then that's when we start to lose people. Um, and I think it's important to. To kind of keep that in mind. Yeah, there's definitely
2: bad pitfalls to it, but it it is it is where they're playing. It is where they're at, and and we have to be where they're at because we cannot expect them to come to where we're at.
1: Right. You know, and it's one of those platforms because of its nature, because you can take a picture and it goes away in 24 hours. You know, or 10 seconds, however you post that. Um, people are being a little more open and honest on it with their feelings and where they are and where they're struggling at. And, you know, we got to pay attention to those things. Yep. Um, and that's, that's certainly, we can use that to our advantage to, to be there, be present with them. Like you say, yeah. and we took a risk. Uh,
2: we had a, a community block party event and uh, knowing that Snapchat is used. Yeah. So we bought a filter uh, for Snapchat. It's, it was $20 for four hours and anybody who was on the campus of our church that snapped and, and selected it, it was a flat fee for 20 bucks.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I have to consider that. I've, I've thought about using it a couple of times uh, when we do, because uh, there are some things where we just host youth and young people. Um, it, you know, like when we do our breakfast, uh, basketball breakfast and stuff like that, it'd be, it'd be kind of a good way to say, hey, you know, take your picture while you're here and kind of come up with some kind of cool graphic.
2: Well, it's, it's free publicity for your church.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and,
2: no doubt. And they will use it um they'll they'll
1: be more likely to do that than pass out any card or anything like that right and it's so it was just so i know the numbers it was it was twenty dollars for four hours yeah that's what it came out to that we did yeah okay okay that's cool Uh, you know that's that's some pretty good pretty good advertising money right there It, it can be a good return on your money yeah yeah absolutely it can
0: so so todd we had um Probably one of the coolest experiences in my life. Uh, I don't know about Zach. Uh, I, I lead a pretty dull life. Uh, but one of the coolest experiences was um, uh, getting you connecting us to get to see Gungor uh, when we were at World Methods Conference. Um, what's kind of a cool uh, story that you have to share, uh, a cool experience that you've had to share while being in ministry these past 15 years?
2: Yeah, I think the coolest experience is uh, to showing people that side of life. I've been blessed to be able to tour and do stuff like that. but. Um, they're normal people. And when you can take somebody off the stage and make them normal, uh, it's just neat to watch people's interactions. And um, honestly, that's the whole way the church works, in my opinion. Get the pastor off the stage and let them know that the pastor's a real person. It's, It's the same way with anything. I mean, that's, that's been the coolest moment.
1: It's awesome. I I will affirm that that was a pretty cool moment getting to, uh, getting to just hang out and see the process and, you know, see the, see the human uh, behind some of the music and, and uh, you know, and and that's a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good mission, getting the, getting the pastor off the stage and into the, into the world. Um, Well, well, we got to get the church outside of the
2: church. Um, Right. we, We can't just be like, our church is located at 3300 Austin Parkway. If that's the only place we do ministry, then then we're we're just a structure, uh, and right. that's again that's being present in the life of a student. Is you you got to walk across the street to the school, you got to walk to the basketball game, you got to be present.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know maybe that's something that we've lost over over time. You know we get busy, we get stuck in our offices, we get stuck in the pulpit, and all, uh, essentially forget. Uh, to get out, and then if we're not getting out, we're not encouraging our, our churches to leave the walls of the church. Um, and so really, I mean, I believe it starts from from us down, uh, from leadership down. Yeah, well, it's, it's looking at God as an interruption,
2: uh, not that that's a bad thing, but you look at it, the ministry, uh, he took time for every person that interrupted him in his ministry. And, right. and if we treat ministry just like that, every opportunity that we consider an interruption could be the biggest piece of our ministry. Mm. Um, And so I didn't, I didn't intend to get into driving buses and going out on tours and stuff like that, but it's been a blessing to be able to open a lot of doors. And I want to make sure that I share that every opportunity I get with anybody that I can.
1: That's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. Franks, do you, do you have any more
0: questions? Well, I was just thinking, um, you you, you shared some good advice on how to connect with students and um, kind of a little bit about yourself and, and your, uh, your obviously love and passion for uh, ministry. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to to share with us or share with the world and our like, eight to 10 users. So it will probably look at this. I, 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 and I, no offense. We actually have more probably than eight to 10 users and we love everybody that listens to the show. Every, uh, every, one every single one of you, uh, most of you, we know you by name because you, you love us. Um, but, and, and for those of you that we don't know, we, we'd love to get to know you. Um, but, um, you know, what, what's just something, uh, if there's something you'd like to share uh, for the world to know about how, not only how to connect with students, but like, and I know we've, we've, we've asked this question again, but what's like the biggest thing? Because, you know, that's something I get all the time uh, when people ask me about youth ministry. Like, what's the big thing that we can do uh, to, to get youth in, uh, connected into our church? What, what Like, if you had one uh, piece of advice to give, what would that one piece of advice be? I think it's uh, be willing to take a
2: risk. Um, don't be reckless with your risk. Be educated, be thoughtful, be prayed up, uh, but be risky uh, because ministry is a risk. Uh, the disciples took a risk by following Jesus's uh, teachings and, and everywhere they went was risky. They didn't know what the providing was gonna be. Uh, and don't be, afraid to, don't be afraid to challenge your senior pastor. Uh, because a lot of times your senior pastor, he or she doesn't know how to do it either. Um, but you're part of the team. And as long as you respect your senior pastor and you, you continue to show that respect, uh, your, your pastor will respond to that. And that's the biggest piece of working inside the church that I have learned. Don't go rogue. Uh, don't make your pastor look bad. Don't make your church look bad. Um, and don't make your family look bad. Be you. Don't worry about how you dress, how you talk, what kind of car you drive, even what kind of Bible you carry, be you. And that's how I think uh, to reach a student is the best way. Authentic person. I'd almost
0: say you could carry that over to, for adults too. Um, yeah, absolutely, adults too. yeah.
2: Well, and, and yeah. think about this, like, I mean, we did, we got to spend some time with Gunger together and I would, I would venture to say that your all's opinion of Gunger changed a little bit or maybe got strengthened by just hanging out with him. Uh, You know, he said a lot of things that, that the church has turned away from, but you got to see him in his passion with playing and writing and his art, and I'm telling you, like what he says or not, it is amazing in what he does.
1: Um, absolutely absolutely and and you know i i love that you said take a risk uh because I've, I've been one of those people that, that churches have taken a risk on and yeah. uh you know I'm, I'm thankful for that thanks for taking a risk on me you know yeah. we learned yeah. together we we failed we succeeded together but ultimately we all took a risk and we and we did something different um you know we we introduced the gospel to some new people Well, and and youth ministry, the average tenure of a youth minister is
2: between nine months and 15 months. And and so it's a cycle. So Mm -hmm. you know what? You might fail at a church and it's okay. As long as you didn't do anything that compromises who you believe God wants you to be, don't worry about it because they picked you to come in to serve them. Mm -hmm. And, And so regardless of how your tenure goes, they picked you. And, and they believed God leading you there, and you responded to a call. So brush yourself off. Get back involved. Um, and, and if you do get dismissed or anything like that, don't be afraid to take some time to just be a part of the church. Uh, I think that working inside the church, we don't worship at our churches enough. Um, and you, you, you've got to worship. You've got to be present uh, not only in other people's lives, but your own life.
0: And I think that was for me um, when I was in youth. I was in youth ministry for about five years. And uh, when I left my position, um, I vowed for for four months not to take any position, not to even entertain the idea of taking any kind of positions because the phone calls were there. Um, and so my wife and I, uh, we found a church that we felt was comfortable uh, and we uh, fell in love with it and got connected into it. And then at that period, at that, that time frame that I'd set, there was an opportunity. It was like, okay, this is, I, you know, I need to uh, get back into ministry. And some of that was so that way uh, I knew what I was coming into was going to be a lifelong uh, deal of service. And uh, I really needed that time to kind of, add, you know, do some deep soul searching. I was still in seminary. I was about to have my first child and I it was just kind of that reassurance that, You know, I I asked God for that time. And like literally to the day when that time ran up, there was an opportunity for me. And I was just like, hey, this is what I need to be doing. And, um, you know, as I've gone along in my ministry, especially in the last uh, eight years, um, it's been amazing that even though I try not to do youth ministry, uh, because I really, uh, I, I just, I really need to focus on being the senior. I find myself back in to doing youth ministry, either doing it or being really involved with it. And I have found that very life-giving. I enjoy being around the students. Um, they also provide us perspective that uh, we need to hear and lift up within the church. And so um, one of the things, the gifts that I've been doing and, and I've really made it happen at this current appointment is involving youth in the life of the church. And I'm not just saying placing them on a committee wow. to, to fill a spot, but what right. I'm saying is, um, and, and, and Todd, you and I talked about this a little bit, um, one of my rules uh, for worship is that at least once a quarter uh, a youth serves as a liturgist for a month. And, and that's just a, it's a standard. I hold myself to it's not a rule in the church. It's not some authoritative, you know, Thing it's something that I want the students to understand the other side of worship and worship planning and and, and have them involved in that process of of seeing what it looks like on the other side um, and that has been such a life giving thing. Uh, one of my students uh, who does uh, do other things at other churches because we don't offer everything that youth ministry has out there um, and uh, he knows that we're his home church and I respect that. And um, but he said, you know, one of the reasons why I love this and this is my home church is because you all treat us like church members. And you you have us involved in the life of the church, not just as a youth program, but as the life of the church. And that is something that I don't see other places. And, and hearing that was a great affirmation of what, what I'm trying to do here and that everything we do is not siloed, but everything everybody's welcomed, uh, truly. Um, I mean, I, inv- I was inviting 90-year-old people to come paintballing with us because... You know, <laughs> It's the only legal way you can cause bruises on children. And so, (laughs) um, you know, and I think that that's one of the ways that we can really um, shift is involving them in the life of the church, not just because we have some authoritative role, but having them find out what their passions are and saying, you know, Hey, would you like to do this for us? Uh, You love doing this. Would you like to do this on a Sunday? Or uh, I know, like um, Todd said, you involve them in communion uh, in your congregation. And I think that that's, you know, the more we can, Find help them utilize their gifts and graces as part of the bigger life of the church. I think that that's, um, we'll keep them coming back, but we'll also let them know that there is a place for them.
2: Yeah, and I think that uh, we, we have to do that, but we also have to show them what it's like to be the church with other churches too. Um, and I mean, for Thanksgiving, we're having an interfaith community worship service. We've got the rabbi coming in. We've got the Islam center. I mean, we've got every religion in this town coming here. You have to set the example of being the church to the people. Um, and, and the the youth are incredibly smart these days. I, I think they are way more intelligent than I ever have been and probably am now. Um, and and they get things so we we can't talk down to them we have to talk with them and and not to them but with them uh mm-hmm. because they are they are so intelligent um and we have to be able to not only be able to take a risk ourselves but allow them to take risks and us
1: help them when they fall absolutely um you know being you're you're right man youth youth make me feel dumb <laughs> they are, they're, so, they're so smart uh, but they get it so many of them just they they get the idea you know when I've been in churches with youth groups that we've had multiple just Methodist churches in town and they're like, why aren't we partying with those guys? why aren't we doing stuff together you know much less the Baptist Church down the street or the synagogue or uh, you know they're they're asking these questions before you know, me as a leader, even with like, oh crap, you know, um, and so they're they're watching and they're they're willing to be open and honest and not not see the barriers that adults have put in place because of feelings and business and and just difference and beliefs. They're going, those guys are cool. Let's go work with them. Uh, we can well, do they much go to more. School cheaper. together. They they are beside
2: each Absolutely. other way more than we are because. We have the ability to say, no, we're just going to sit in our office. We don't have to go out right. and meet anybody else. They're sitting side by side in the classroom.
1: Uh, Absolutely. So they're, they're equal. Yeah, they are. They are, and we've uh, we got to listen to that. We, we need to encourage more people to listen to that and say, hey, these guys have phenomenal ideas. Uh, let's run with it. Uh, yeah. and, and like you say, be, be willing to go, man, these guys are a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> I'm going to listen. Yeah. Uh, and I think too often as adults, we were unwilling to listen because, well, they're just kids. And I have, I have very rarely, in 15 years,
2: very few times ever been let down by a student. Um, yeah. I probably let them down way more than they've let me down. Now, I've been disheartened by them, and, and I've been disappointed, but not let down. Uh, right. they, they rise far above any expectations I can give them. Uh, you just got let to them, let them be and know that they've been taught and they will execute and be God out there.
1: Absolutely. Todd, I love it, man. I, we appreciate you you spending some time with us, man, sharing your heart, sharing your passion for ministry, and just sharing who you are.
2: Uh, keep up the good work. work?
1: Can, I, can I stay with you guys? Do I got
2: yeah. enough link on it? You can, yeah. You're,
0: you're good. There's, there's there's no beard requirement to be on bearded Diligence. Um We've had, actually, I think we've had more females uh, contribute <laughs> and be on our show than we've had males. So, um, uh, you know, that's uh, you know, that's just a minor little detail. Um, we we, we well, can so, always Photoshop. So here's a, here's a crazy
2: thing. I I love going to conferences, and I know you guys do too. That's where I met you. Um, but don't be afraid to go to a conference, and don't worry about. Missing some of the conference, because had I not missed the conference to go out and do things with you all, um, I would have missed the opportunity. And and I promise, I mean, the World Methodist Conference was great, but uh, I've gotten a lot more out of just hanging out uh, than I have with being a part of a class.
0: Yeah. And I think that was something, uh, it was something I needed, um, for sure. Um, it was just kind of, it's been a rough year for me uh, and my family. And so just, uh, uh, enjoyed the conference, but also enjoyed the relationships that had been built uh, through that conference and some of the connections that I've been able to make and, and, or even reestablish, which has been great. And, uh, you know, um,
2: so my, my last thing, sanity and youth ministry, 15 years, fine find your release and and make that release healthy mine is is driving tour buses uh i love staying up all night and you know just driving a bus aimlessly around the united states it's great Um, (laughs) but you've got to find your release and it's got to be a healthy one whether that's a golf game whether that's uh, a car that you're trying to restore but find something outside of the church and that's how I think you can sustain yourself in ministry. Uh, because if you let the church rule your family, it's a dark place. And Absolutely yeah, you've got to keep yourself healthy
1: and excited. And that's how longevity lasts. Yeah, I love it. I love it. on On that note, we're gonna we're gonna close this out. Todd, again, thanks for thanks for being with us, man. You're welcome to come hang out with us anytime. Uh, yeah. we, we can we can throw a goatee on a mug or something. I don't know. Is <laughs> not <laughs> that, that what this is, though? You know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that matched pretty good. That was good. Um, but anyways, at the end of the day, we we always like to uh, affirm people and, and ask questions and push them a little bit to be in conversation with us. So uh, all of our listeners out there, we want to uh, we want to know how you're taking risk in ministry. Uh, um, you know, whether you're a youth pastor or a layperson or clergy, whatever it is, wherever you are in ministry, how are you taking risk? How are you involving youth and empowering them to uh, be a part of it? Are you listening? Are you hearing them? Uh, and then overall, I like that last thing, you put, how you taking care of yourself? Uh, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Uh, if you will, uh, however you connect with us on the social media platforms, whether it's iTunes, uh, Google Play, YouTube, the Facebook page, the Twitters, the Instagram, whatever it is, be in a conversation with us, uh, leave us a comment, uh, let us know what you're doing and how you're doing it. Uh, thanks Todd for being on and uh, you can always check us out at Uh we have all of our podcasts and blogs and, and things there, you can buy shirts and mugs, at the Christmas season's coming up and they make great stocking stuffers um, if you'll oh, pay they attention are huge. It's, they are huge I you mean, this- put your whole fist in that one <laughs> <laughs> it's great see, that's a I, lot I, of coffee
0: I, I use my jumbo mug on Thursdays because I need that much coffee on Thursdays <laughs>
1: This is like a 30 ounce mug or something, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a very large mug. <laughs> it's, you might as well just brew your coffee. <laughs> straight into the mug. So.
0: And very, but, very, very Texas of you uh, with your Dr. Pepper there. That's right. It is. <laughs>
1: Big mug, Dr. Pepper. Gotta be in Texas. <laughs> can,
0: can we make, can we make Dr. Pepper our sponsor, not sponsor for the day? We well, that's can why you got
1: a red wall. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> that is a Dr. Pepper color ball. It is. You. Yeah, you know, Crow-
2: Crowder bought the Dr. Pepper studio. Uh, that's where his studios are. In wow. Wake- oh, really? He bought yeah. the farm that Dr. Pepper was uh, invented in. Wow. Fantastic. That's
1: fancy. Yeah. Uh, that boy can that's drink that's Dr. Pepper.
0: I, be- I, I bet, bet he, he can.
1: Can't. <laughs> <laughs> he can play some music too, let me tell you. Yeah that's good stuff <laughs> well we're uh, we're running running low on our time here so I'll, I'll sign us off for the Bearded Theologians I'm Zach
0: Bechtold. and I'm Matt Franks this time <laughs> and thanks for checking us out thank you for joining us for the Bearded Theologians podcast if you'd like to find out more about us you can go online at beardedtheologians.com or check us out on Facebook at Bearded Theologians or on Twitter and Instagram we am glad that you joined us for our conversation and we hope that you continue it on thank you and have a blessed day You know,
2: so it's the best twenty dollars I spent.